0: I am talking to my friend.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right, here we go. The T-bone. <laughs> and chick Let's God bless <laughs> all these years. Just get it right one time. What do you want from me? 40 years they've been trying. You couldn't fire somebody if they were horrible, doing a terrible job for the veterans. And now you can say you're fired. <laughs>
0: Okay. No one listens to radio. And now for a quick disclaimer. The T-Bone. And Chick Brew.
1: Show is brought to you by nobody. We have no sponsors.
0: The show is still rated G.
1: For glorious. Long time no see.
0: I know, but your hair looks real nice today.
1: Oh, thank you. I finally learned how to braid the ponytail in the back. Oh. Yes. I say that knowing full well I do not have a ponytail in the back and but you're never going to see that so it's fine by me. Again, we me you have not been together a single episode in episode season 11, which is this is like our 5th episode now. So as Ricky Ricardo would say back in the day, you got some explaining to do. <laughs> Actually, we both have some explaining to do. So I went on vacation, mine we don't even need to talk about my vacation because mine wasn't nearly as exciting and as riveting as I've made people believe yours was.
0: <laughs> I know. You just like went to the mall for vacation compared to me being in a Moroccan COVID ward <laughs> prison.
1: You <laughs> made my life
0: sound very exciting. And then I'm like, oh, gosh, I have to go back on there and be like. Yeah. No. So.
1: <laughs> okay. Technically, ladies and gentlemen, it wasn't really prison, but it was very prison-esque.
0: <laughs> it was. It was a sad.
1: So I have been holding <laughs> off. I have not told anybody what happened to you. Uh, you care to fill everyone in on uh, what happened there?
0: So, for optics' sake, we weren't asked not to wear our masks, and so no one did, and then everyone got COVID, and then I had to stay longer. <laughs> I didn't want to, and that's how I managed to survive and not get COVID in Italy, in Spain, New York, California, in Texas, and two years later, traveled to Morocco to get
1: COVID. And this was the real COVID. This wasn't. Uh, this wasn't oh, just yeah, a no. cough and a flu. This was all the symptoms. This is everything.
0: They put the drop of snot on the test, and it was like. Hey, hi, how are you? <laughs> this was 103
1: fever. Body aches, the works.
0: So, yeah.
1: And they so. and they fed you with the, uh, for those who don't know, in the military, we have these things called meals ready to eat. They are uh, prepackaged meals with like 5,000 calories that are uh, shelf life is like 20 years. If I remember correctly, they just handed you a box of MREs and said, you'll be fine.
0: Well, the Army said, we have to make sure you have food. The Navy said, can you still work? There's two very different (laughs) responses to I have 103 fever. And oh, I thought, let me just tell you the funniest part about my COVID experience because I didn't hear about nosebleeds. Turns out it's a thing, wasn't like one of the very top listed. Uh, well, they, they've gotten
1: to the point now where uh, your COVID symptoms effect. could be a, 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 a toenail.
0: So I was getting ready to go to work in the morning, and this is before I tested positive. And I sat down and I'm going pee and I sneezed and I sneezed and blood sprayed out of my nose <laughs> all through the bathroom. And then I couldn't get it to stop. So
1: you're hemorrhaging.
0: I had one uniform that looked like I had just, like, actually gone to battle.
1: Well, I mean, if you're in Africa, you want to fit in with the local populace. You might as well have some blood on your uniform.
0: And the whole bathroom looked like a murder scene. Because you know it's not the greatest toilet paper. It's like... And it falls apart. So I'm like trying it's, to.
1: It's biodegradable. Biodegradable. It's actually the best toilet paper you could buy. It's so good for the planet. It's horrible, horrible at wiping your tush, but uh, an amazing job at saving the planet. I recently, where did I go recently? Oh, to a new nail salon. I went to a new nail salon to get a pedicure done. It's a really nice place. I like them. Their Vietnamese is on point, and they recognize my challenging Vietnamese, which was fun. I had to go in there recently to use the bathroom, and uh, although it was just a sprinkle, you know, I pick up my sprinkles because I'm a guy that like, does that. So I grab the toilet paper, and it's like six-ply. It's like, wow, this is like, you can make a suit out of this toilet paper. It was so thick. She gone. She has been lost. I, I knew... I knew when I saw her face frozen in time that I had lost her. Let's try to get her back. My computer just decided to restart, is the message that she sent me. So we're going to pause it here to save myself some time in editing, and we'll be back. Guess who's back? Back (laughs) Back again. again. Chick Brew's back. Tell your friends.
0: I am back. I am back. I am back.
1: It looks like you had a little bit of a -a 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 computer difficulty there. So what were we talking about? Oh, we were talking about you... On the uh, toilet, uh, sneezing, blood, while peeing.
0: Yep, so that was my, that was my like, moment of what is happening to my body? <laughs> you, you know, because I think, like, I haven't really been sick. Like, you know, I've had, like, a cold or it's, like, the seasons are changing and I'm feeling, like, crap kind of thing. But I don't think I'd been, like, properly sick. Sick, sick in a very long time. So I was like, what is happening? Why am I feeling like this? What is, (laughs) I was in denial and then I couldn't deny it
1: anymore. So we came back from Mexico. And when we came back from Mexico, after several days, I started feeling not so well. But you know, I'm stupid. Uh, I, I, although I am a hypochondriac, I am also uh, a denialist. If that's even a thing, I, di- yeah, yes, I am dying. We are all dying technically every day. But uh, no matter what it is, I, I, I stub a toe, I'm dying. But I'm not gonna go to a doctor because you know I'm not really dying. It's a battle I have being a hypochondriac, in that I know I can't go to the doctor every time I feel something is amiss because. It's, it's not. not so I get sick and and then several days later, as I am recovering, Boss Lady, she gets sick. Except Boss Lady uh, is the kind and caring type who doesn't want to get her office mate sick. So she takes the COVID test and sure enough, she got it. So there's a high probability that I also had the Mexican strain of COVID. So you got the Moroccan strain. This house got the Mexican strain. It's funny no matter where you go, it's gonna get you. Again, I don't believe the tests are uh, very good. I believe the tests provide way too many false results to be like legitimate.
0: I took a test as soon as I got home, like the day that I got home. And now I had been in quarantine for like five days or whatever. But I didn't, like I tested positive three days after feeling bad. And they just are like, just keep going to work. And I'm like, I really am sick. They're like, yes, you do have quite a high fever, but just take this Tylenol. <laughs> and it's a trick. It's a trick. It's a trick because you are not supposed to take medications from the pharmacies in Morocco due to not knowing what their makeup of their medication is. So you can't. You can't just go buy your own medicine. And I don't travel with enough Tylenol to fight off a (laughs) week-long
1: illness. I
0: don't travel with
1: that kind of medicine. So we we are 7,000 miles apart, but we're we're sharing the same story in, in a different way. Both countries start with M. You're in Morocco. I'm in Mexico. In Mexico, I go to the ship and say, you know, I try to buy medication on the ship. Well, since COVID... The ship no longer sells medication because they would test you. Well, that could be hiding the 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 signs of COVID, so they don't let you they don't let you buy medication on the ship. So what I end up doing, going to Mexico, where you're not supposed to buy drugs in Mexico, and buying buying drugs in Mexico. Now, if if you go to a Mexican pharmacy, there's always extra things you can buy there
0: things that I will help you at the dentist, sir. <laughs> so, well, I couldn't go anywhere. Like I couldn't, I couldn't go anywhere. Well, that's so, the,
1: that's called prison.
0: Yeah. So then they were like, well, you will give you Tylenol, but you have to take this COVID test first. <laughs> and I was like, well, it's just Tylenol. Can I just have the Tylenol? And they're like, no. So then they test me and I tested negative. So I was like, okay, well maybe this is not COVID. Maybe I'm just not feeling well and so maybe it's just like regular flu so i go back the next day to get my ration of tylenol <laughs> and my covid test and they're like still not still nothing a little fever it's fine it's coming down that Tylenol's working third day i go for my rations <laughs> test boom like blue line <laughs> but then i came home and i took a test as soon as i came home because i was like well i don't want to like breathe covid in every room in this house like should i stay in one area or you know and it was negative and i was like i don't even
1: know <laughs> I, don't I i've know never had me. to take a pregnancy test luckily lucky me i've never had to do that but uh the process of testing at home for covid even though it was my wife's test felt very pregnancy testy like uh, oh we got a blue line look at us you know we're so special. <laughs> We did it! Yay! <laughs> and of course, we tested every day, so like every day it was a new, uh, here we go again, ooh, here we go, here we go, here we go. Are we go.
0: Old and strong, or did we do it?
1: <laughs> Very fun uh, experience. It was definitely an experience, and every at-home COVID test we took was positive, positive. Even after she was no longer sick, never having any symptoms, week later, it didn't matter. If the government sent you a COVID test, go ahead and take it, you're COVID positive.
0: See, I had the free COVID, government COVID test, and they were all negative. <laughs> they- <laughs>
1: and you negative, were very, very sick.
0: And I was very sick. And Genevieve, when she tested positive, she took one at home first and, and it was negative. And she was like, I'm just gonna go to the hospital because this seems very weird that I have all of the symptoms. And if it, even if it was just like regular flu, didn't want to take that into her classroom. So she was like, I'm gonna go get a test and get a doctor's go. And she was like immediately positive. But at home it's like immediately negative. If you need to go somewhere and you need a covid test to come out negative, just come to my house. I have all the negative tests.
1: So you know we had to take the covid test. And and this is going to be the last thing we really talk about covid. That's enough covid for one episode. Uh, we had to take the covid test before we got on the cruise. So we go to this place where uh it's drive-through cuz god forbid and they come out in mop level 4 suits, you know. They're they they are uh they look like they're directly from the CDC. They got a tank on their back. Uh, even though it's outdoors. It's it's so overplayed and overpriced. Then they give us the I test like tubes. They give us the test tubes, and they say, you know, uh, uh, you know, just stick it up your nose for fifteen seconds. You know, get it up in there, and then give it back to us, and we'll have you the test results in a minute. If I wanted to, now that I've got the swab in my nose, I don't need to get into the mucousy membranes. I could have just wafted around in these giant canals of a nostrils I have, and gotten some air in there, and then stuck it back in and said I could have. I could have faked my pregnancy test or my COVID test, if you will. And uh, then, to make matters even worse, we didn't look and realize that the test tubes actually had our names on them. So I used her swab and she used mine. And then, you know, we're going on this cruise. We spent a lot of money on this cruise. So uh, it, it came down to this. Well, if you test positive, you take another test Uh, I'll take another test for you. And if I test positive, you take another test for me. We had it worked out. Accidentally, we were going to make it through. Uh, Speaking of Mexico, which I never really got to talk about any of my holiday because you were gone so long, one of our superfans, and I'm going to call him a superfan. You know why I'm calling him a superfan? Not only does he have his children uh, provide great products like this. You used to call me on my
0: 904
1: 385 You used to, you used to. It's the people that
0: Kick through
1: hot Not only does he have, not only does James have his children do stuff like that, the children, uh, he has done fan art for the show. And recently when I was feeling down, he actually said, don't forget, you are loved. That's a good person. That's a good person. That's what you call a super fan slash stalker. What are the others? super fan, stalker. They're very, very similar. So when I'm in Mexico, in the jungles of the Yucatan Peninsula, uh, going to the Mayan ruins, and our tour guide was a Mayan that looked just like uh, our super fan James. Now, he was a little darker. And he spoke three languages, uh, as Spanish, Mayan, and English. But body shape, facial features, he had a better mustache. He, he definitely had a better mustache than superfan James. The, the resemblance was uncanny. From the first moment I saw him, I, I turned to the producer. I said, that's a Mayan version of James. She's like, who? And I said his last name. And she recognized who I was talking about. And then as soon as I got back, I said, uh... You know, I think your his dad was in the Navy. I think your dad made a, did a port call or two in Mexico. He goes, why do you say that? I was like, cause I found your brother. This is definitely, this guy is related to you. All right. He's got a little bit more sun and a little bit more mustache, but he is definitely related to you. Did Did you you
0: picture of the guy?
1: Yeah, of course. Of course. Oh. Did you come across any uh, doppelgangers there in Morocco?
0: No, I didn't have that much uh, time out and about before my captivity began.
1: <laughs> well, we're all glad you're free. Uh, thinking of you while you were in captivity, I was watching a bunch of the Locked Up Abroad episodes just to oh. try to see how, you know, just try to get what you were going through. I and for those people who were PMing me room. and asking me how you were doing, I was just telling them all to look at Orange as the New Black.
0: I don't think that the food that is served in any of those locations was as bad as my MREs. I had Skittles that were expired. Do you know how long it takes for Skittles? I mean, I ate them. I ate them. I couldn't taste anything. That is a blessing and a curse. Thank you,
1: COVID. for. If you can't taste Skittles... Couldn't taste them. You got COVID. That's the only test. That's it. You don't need. You don't need to piss on a stick. You don't need to do a nasal swab. And, and, and I don't know if you pee on a stick. If you are, that's probably not a COVID test. Uh, you don't need to do any of that. All you need to do is pop a Skittles in your mouth, and if you can't tell me what flavor it is, your ass got COVID. That is as simple as a COVID test needs to be. And, and, and be like- going like a, to get on a plane or get on a ship or something like that, they should just have like Skittles. I go like, uh, close your eyes. What flavor is this? Mm, That's green flavor. Correct. You can get on the plane. (laughs) (laughs) So you get back to Spain, brush off the dust, and immediately head to New York.
0: Yep. Like a week later.
1: To infect as many people as possible.
0: Yeah. just licked every door. (laughs) And then I got back. New York was wild, it was fun, I ate all the things, I saw some shows, and now it's just me and the dogs.
1: For how long?
0: Till mo- Tuesday.
1: Okay, well that's not too bad. So I always make it a point to do fun stuff when, uh, when, when my... Uh, roommate (laughs) when when the person I live with is not in the house I always try to do fun stuff that I can't do when she's here is there anything on your list that you do or that you want to do is there an alone bucket list
0: no man I did vacuuming and laundry
1: (laughs) none Uh, of that sounds fun there's there's gotta be something you can do in the house that she doesn't let you do
0: I've been at work Today was my day off. Then I don't know. I
1: don't.
0: uh, I just hung out with the
1: dogs. You know why? Because you two are still in the newlywed phase. (laughs) You're still, you're still technically newlyweds, and there's so much love. But you know, as time goes on, there's going to be restrictions that she puts on you. It's just going to happen. You're not going to be able to. to What's that?
0: I said, I'm not allowed to get another dog while she's gone. That's the restriction. That's where the line has been drawn.
1: Okay, you can temporarily foster a dog until Tuesday. That gives you three dogs to play with. Just go down to RAW, the, the Rhoda Area WL. Uh, what the welfare, <laughs> welfare league? What the heck does RAW stand for, anyway? rota animal welfare league yes yes go down to to uh, area. raw pick up one of those because i mean i guarantee you if i went back to spain today the same dogs that were there when i left are still there oh yeah and i feel bad about that because i'm a dog person love my dog big dog oh i went to a dealership today in search of a possible new vehicle Oh, what are you getting? Doesn't matter what I'm getting. What matters is the guy recognized my big old Rhodesian Ridgeback symbol on the back of my car. It's just a picture of a Rhodesian I, with his head turned back towards you, and underneath it, it says, Gat Ridge? I, I know that sticker. <laughs> I,
0: I know that sticker. He recognized I, I, it. He
1: says, do you, have, do you have a Ridgeback? A
0: throne for Zeus? What's that? A, a, a chariot for Zeus? Is that what we're...
1: You know, so... He slobbers a lot. Like, yeah, if you've ever seen a St. Bernard just like just throw that drool all over the place. Well, Zeus Zeus could uh, he could definitely keep up with a St. Bernard. There's two times that the faucets get turned on whenever we're eating. He just sits there and it just drips just uh, on nonstop. Or whenever we're in the car and he's got his head out the window and he's loving life and he's just spraying it, just spraying it, so it's all down the side of my car. It looks like me in 1996 at the Tangenziale in Naples, Italy, uh, trying to get to work after a night of partying, and I'm just spraying all over the side of the car. <laughs> Do not recommend that at 100 miles an hour; it goes everywhere. So uh, there's a so this this vehicle I'm looking at. Not an electric vehicle, let's be clear. This vehicle I'm looking at is is my bucket list. It's a vehicle I've always wanted to own, and I've never had a chance to own it, and I took it for a test drive. Uh, I like the guy because he recognized I have a Rhodesian Ridgeback from the symbol on my car. Um, The deal breaker, believe it or not, adaptive cruise control. I have been so spoiled by that Volvo with the adaptive cruise control where It doesn't matter if I'm doing 80 miles an hour or 5 miles an hour. If I've got that adaptive cruise control set, it maintains the proper distance between the vehicle in front of me. I don't have to hit the brake. I don't have to gas. It's very relaxing. I let it take control. So apparently, the vehicle I was testing... Had adaptive cruise control except every time i tried it i almost ran over the person in front of me i was like okay here we go boop (laughs) and i have to jam on the brakes i'm like that's not working that's not working so
0: it is it is a tesla that's what you're getting
1: (laughs) it is not a tesla tesla's having
0: kind of sort of works Sometimes. no uh,
1: like the, I would never buy a vehicle that uh, destroys the planet so right. the, so it's definitely not a Tesla no, no, it's,
0: it's all the same it's all the same,
1: it's, all the same.
0: <laughs> it's just like eating you are putting energy into your body there is waste and you poop it out you put gasoline into your car it, it makes energy it makes exhaust it's the same
1: it's just it's like eating she says and I. Personally, think that's a great transition. It's time to talk about cooking. And tonight, prove one thing: you know, all. What was your favorite MRE? <laughs> Meals <laughs> ready to eat. It's packaged food that has a shelf life of 20 years. There's 5,000 calories in these packages, but there are recipes where you can combine the ingredients of packages to make really delicious meals. I ask you chef Chick Brew, with a case of MREs, what were you able to come up with? Is your mystery box, what were you able to come up with?
0: <laughs> um I just ate a lot of the crackers to be honest with you. There's so much things that come out of it and they're they're wet for no reason, but I will say things that weren't so bad is I had the had like a, a, like a sugar cookie in one and some the, like the stewed apples, apple cinnamon. Those weren't so bad. And I just was dipping my cookie, the sugar cookie into the apples because it was a, a little dry. Things in the MRE are either very wet, inexcusably, and unapologetically wet or excessively dry.
1: The oh, wasted opportunity here because you you had a case of MREs, but you were not in the field. You were not eating them in a field environment. You were eating them in your little prison cell where you, you had the opportunity to experiment in a way that people eating in the field could never do. You keep shaking nope. your head.
0: I could smell it, but I couldn't taste it. And then nothing that came out of any of those packages was a smell I needed in that room.
1: I it could see where so COVID bad. would would ruin the opportunity for this experiment.
0: It was so bad. I... Mm, no. Also, what, I, I just don't understand the textures that come. And I get it. They're in a package. They're extra wet. And a noodle is really just formed mush. But...
1: Did you chemically cook them as if you were in the field or did you use your stove?
0: I didn't have a stove and I didn't have a microwave. So yeah, we were filling bags with a little bit of salt and water.
1: <laughs> so for those of you who have never used an MRE, the MRE comes with a warming packet. what you do is you take your entree and uh, the thing that's not an entree, your dessert or whatever it is, your appetizer. And you, you slip those into the, the warming pack and you add just enough water to get up to the line. You seal it up nice and tight. And there's a chemical reaction that causes this thing to heat both of those packages up to, to very hot temperatures. I, I'm not going to tell you that it could also be used to make an explosive. It, it can. I'm not going to tell you how to do it. And, it, 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 you know, so if you got like the rice... And there's a couple different versions of rice that you can get with the MRE. There's like the red rice and the white rice, and whatever your entree is, you can you can cook them side by side, slice them open, and then you could feed like your rice into your your other entree, and and they do make very palatable meals, especially. I did not have rice. You didn't have any. Did they give you a case? Because you mentioned Skittles. So Skittles are notoriously only found in the vegetarian pack.
0: And, and, I, w- I had meals like 1 through 13 was the box. I okay. feel like all of the meals were from section- menus 1 through 13.
1: So they give you the variety pack, which is nice. Cause
0: it's, if it, it's not really that... What was it? What was it? it was a chicken burrito, tortellini, veg- vegetarian tortellini. Blah, blah, so gross. Um... The one breakfast, uh, chili mac.
1: um. Yeah, the chili mac and the rice go great together.
0: Where did you find rice? I never had a rice. I never came across it.
1: Yes. I bet you if we do a search for like MRE uh, things, it'll tell us. They're not
0: the same in the packages because I had two of the tortellini ones. And I remember... Opening the second tortellini one, because I opened the first one and and there was crackers with peanut butter in it. And I remember opening the second tortellini because I was like, oh, I'll just get the crackers and peanut butter out of that one. And there was no peanut butter. It was a weird apple jelly, which was like just straight corn syrup.
1: $125 is what a case of MREs goes for on Amazon. Don't do it. It's not twelve meals with an average of twelve hundred and fifty calories per meal. Twelve meals that's ten bucks a meal. No. Don't do it. But it's it is twenty-one pounds of food. It is food that will sustain life, whether you like it or not. And and they there's there's a lot of research that's been done to make these as palatable as possible. And if you're stuck in the field for 12, 15, 30 days, you can make them enjoyable. What we used to do.
0: Part of that equation is nothing else good going on in your life.
1: True story. What we used to do is, uh, we always had a leftover box. You know, no matter what it was, nothing went to waste. You would eat like you get the beef stroganoff, and you like the beef stroganoff, and it's all you wanted to eat today. Well, it comes with a bunch of accessories. It comes with the coffee, comes with the milk, comes with the chiclets, comes with the Tabasco, and, and a dessert and something like that. So you take all the Accru-t-a-monts. Acc- accoutrements, accoutrements. You would take all those and throw them in like a lucky box. And then throughout the night, throughout the day, if you had something that you wanted, you could go in there. And the things some people would discard were awesome would combined with things that weren't in your kit, like the jalapeno cheese. Oh, yeah. A couple of different ways to eat the jalapeno cheese. But the best way to eat the jalapeno cheese is putting it in your chili mac with rice. It's oh. a delicious meal. <laughs> I still am just
0: mad that I never came across rice. To be fair, though, I stopped opening them at a certain point. I was like, this is just not, I only have two more days. (laughs) That's why I was like, there's nothing, if it's not a cracker, I'm not eating it.
1: But the crackers they have are so, man. You know, the old Tom and Jerry cartoon, and somehow uh, Jerry would feed Tom like a spoonful of alum and his lips would pucker up so much that they would, like, introvert, they would go inside his mouth because alum, for whatever reason, is this thing that puckers you up. Any cracker you find in an MRE is going to be a lot like alum. The best! All right, I've been around a little bit. So MREs are the next generation of what our predecessors, the people who were in the military before us, call, ate what were called sea rats. Sea rations is what they were called. Uh, we're eating tea rations, so we've had a couple of letters in between us. They ate sea rats, and and my dad, as a marine, would uh, somehow he would acquire a bunch of sea rats. And uh, and I remember one day in North Carolina, <laughs> uh, I was I was not feeling well, so I got to stay home while everybody else went to work. And I and I I knew where these sea rats were, and one of the sea rats was uh chocolate cracker cookie deceiving name you know and this was tin this was you had to get the key and you had to go around it and you had to open it up like that but this chocolate cracker cookie was a a plain cracker with a slab of chocolate in it so i stole i stole all the chocolate cracker cookie tins of sea rats i could find now I, i was actually sick i wasn't faking it so i was sick at home eating chocolate from aluminum cans that had been produced like 60 years before I was born. And eventually it caught up to me. And I had what I, I qualify to this day as the best vomit I've ever had in my life. It was, it, it, was, it was very vicious. It was a very vicious vomit. I projectile vomited out. But immediately as a child, I was like, oh, that wasn't half bad. That that wasn't half bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about perspective, right?
0: Yes, I guess the options could have been worse. If you had eaten Stroganoff would have been a different story. Do you have any
1: fun vomit stories?
0: I actually do not do vomit.
1: It's time to talk about vomit. <laughs> yeah, I
0: don't know. So- I guess I could tell you, funnily enough, my brother used to throw up a lot when we were kids, and um, I would just, like, stop talking to him, and then my mom would be like, Chris, you got you to talk to your brother, and I'm like, he threw up. Like, I just don't do vomit. I
1: don't. I have a vomit story that was so funny, as it happened, it caused me to vomit. That sounds awful. My friend, Jess Howard, has a very unique ability. He can puke on demand.
0: I have a friend named Jeff that can do that, too.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So once upon a time, I tell tell this story. We're all partying. We're having a good time. And it's like, this guy here, this guy can puke on demand. And uh, one of the Marines that was partying with us says, no, he can't. And I was like, yeah, he can. It's the only trick he's got up his sleeve. He can puke on demand. He goes, if he does, I'll eat it.
0: No, my God, no. Why are No one's going to ever sponsor us.
1: (laughs) Let's just say the story continues and at one point something happens that is so hilarious and disgusting... Hello, Rupert. That is so hilarious and disgusting... Hello, Rupert. That is so hilarious and disgusting... Every time I say the word disgusting, he barks. (laughs) That, uh... That <laughs> I, I, several of us, several of us end up uh, blowing our cookies and cookie just wasn't my boyfriend at the time <laughs> <laughs> All right, I might have to cut that one out. I don't know about the sensibilities of some of our listeners. That was a double entendre, right?
0: <laughs> yeah
1: All right are uh, is Rupert one? What? It was a 2 for 1 Is Rupert going to let us let us talk about something else or is he is he, is he taking over? They're
0: playing in the
1: back. Oh, okay. You know, we have the hotline out there and if you call the hotline and leave a message on the hotline, we use your voice on the hotline. So here's a new one you've never heard before.
0: It's a G-Bone and chiproo hotline.
1: You used to call me on my 904-385 Three nine seven seven. I had I had I had three opportunities for uh, people to talk there and uh, you know Tegan called in and she left a message on the hotline and she did she did well although it took her two takes and she put that in there and then uh, I still had that last section and the kids did such a good job. I figured I'd keep them around for both promos. I'm thinking about doing a promo for the uh, Harrisburg Senators. The Harrisburg Senators baseball team recently sponsored a huge surprise party for the manager, who celebrated her 50th trip around the sun. They were super helpful in helping me pull that off. I I'm think I think I might do an ad or two for them. I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just saying. So let's, uh, in our normal rotation of things to do, let's go ahead and spin the Wheel of Destiny and find out what we're going to talk about next. The Book of Everything. everything.
0: everything,
1: Are you two done are you two done horsing around over there?
0: I'm trying to get him to settle. I don't know if you can see his...
1: <laughs> Such a good boy. Oh, there he he misses his mommy.
0: I know. I'm only the second favorite human.
1: Well, because the first favorite human isn't there, you should enjoy this right now. As much as possible. I am. The I'm book so of I'm everything, like ladies and gentlemen, in case you didn't know. hard-covered book. Got a bunch of facts in it that you've probably never heard of before, probably never even possibly imagined. We share them with you as part of the educational aspect of the T-Bone and Chick Brew Show. Uh, we're going to start with, oh, I don't know what that is, but it caught my attention. Here we go. Fact number one. Are you ready? Oh, Always ready. Barbara is Barbara. Latin for strange woman. I don't I don't know of any barbara's. Do you know of any barbara's? Oh, we know a Barbie. Oh, we do know a Barbie. And Barbie's real name is Barbara, right? I don't know. She don't qualifies. Know she definitely qualifies for the Latin version of Barbara.
0: Are you a Latin Barbara?
1: Because she's uh, number 1 living in Spain. Uh, you know, you think of whatever, and 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 uh, she is one of those persons who uh, rows her own boat. Yes, yeah, she she's does. lovely, sweet, and different. And there's nothing wrong with being different, but different is also identified as strange. So Barbie, by definition, is a strange woman. You, I can't think of any other Barbies or Barbara Russ. So that's going to have to work.
0: It's 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 Barbie. That's our strange woman.
1: All right, well, since we're on the, the ladies thing, here we go with another lady fact from the Book of Everything. Judy Garland. How, t- how tall do you think Judy Garland was? Famous for her role in The Wizard of Oz? Like, I think she was in Mommy four, Dearest. Eight. She says four foot eight. Uh, if I told you that Judy Garland was the same height as Joan of Arc and Queen of Victoria, would that change your answer? I have no idea how tall those people were. The answer: four foot eleven inches tall.
0: I was close. I would You have
1: were close. Joan of Arc, Queen there. Victoria, and Judy Garland were all four foot eleven inches tall. Now, Judy Garland, mommy dearest, is Judy Garland, right? There's there there is that connection there. No. Who's Judy Gar? Who is Mommy Dearest?
0: Can I? Am I allowed to Google?
1: You might as well, cause I don't know the answer.
0: Wait, I don't want to lose my news tabs.
1: Oh, don't lose your news tabs. I'll I'll GTS. Hundred and twenty-five dollars for frickin' MREs. <laughs> Mommy Dearest is a memoir expose written by Christina Crawford, an adopted daughter of Joan Crawford. Nope, nope, nothing to do with Judy Garland. Not the Jude's. Yeah, still got a lot to do with iron hangers, but nothing to do with Judy Garland. That, ladies and gentlemen, concludes our uh, weekly installment of the Book of Everything. It's uh, something that we do. Oh, I hate when uh, my mouse scrolls over something and I get to see all my stocks plummeting to their death. Please don't do that. I don't want to see that anymore. Thank you very much. Bye. (laughs) It's time for birthday boost. Birthday boost. Uh, so we, this is something we continued trying to do even when I had a uh, guest host. Danny Gross, my co-host on Traffic Talk Tuesdays back in the day on AFN Radio in Sigonella. he filled in for you one week. Two weeks I did by myself. Last week I was honestly just too busy to... I was too busy. I had a surprise birthday party I was pulling off it had a lot of moving parts. I didn't do a show last week. I feel horrible. But I'm happy to have you back this week. Did he just jump in the air? Yeah. (laughs) He can snatch
0: a bird out of the air. He is fast. (laughs) And And then Rupert is just, I mean, he's just thick. He's thick thighs.
1: So I'm I'm pretty caught up on my birthday boost. But you have not done your birthday boost. So uh, for those of you who don't understand what we're doing here... Every week, we try to identify some of our friends who uh, have had a birthday uh, in the week that we are taping the show, and we acknowledge two of them with specific amazing birthday boost. Uh, As always, Chick Brew gets to go with hers first. So uh, who is getting a birthday boost?
0: My first one is actually a birthday that's coming up before we will record again next time. That is my grandmother. Obviously she is pretty outstanding, but she has been not feeling so well. So if she could please just hurry up and get better so I can see her next time I go home, that would be great. And happy birthday in a few days.
1: That's well, I that's mean,
0: in my butt cheek. <laughs>
1: When it comes to yeah, grandmas, you've gotta you gotta do a throw out to grandmas.
0: I know she's my last grandparent.
1: There are a lot of awesome people who are having birthdays, uh, who have had birthdays. Who I don't know who to choose. So as I as I look through my list again, wow! All right, it doesn't matter. It does not matter if he does not listen to the show. I am going to send out this birthday boost to Command Master Chief, retired, Roger Dumont. When I got to meet Roger in the late 90s, he was the Command Master Chief of VP 26. He was a bubblehead, joined the Command Master Chief program, and was the Command Master Chief for a P 3 squadron. He was and should have been the future Master Chief Petty Officer of the Navy. He was so unbelievably Joe Navy that there was none other like him. And when it came time to pin my anchors on, I had Bernardi Saza on one side and Roger Dumont on the other. The reason Roger Dumont did not become a Master Chief Petty Officer of the Navy was because of his extremely Navy tattoos that he had visible on his forearms. He was kind of disqualified for that. He would have made an amazing Master Chief Petty Officer because it was a guy who was just genuinely good at heart, who cared about his sailors, and by extension, the rest of his sailors. And uh, he's married to Bonnie, and they've been together for years and years. A lovely couple, a lovely life. You can, there are a couple you would aspire to be. So with that being said, to my friend, my brother, uh, Roger Dumont. Congratulations, and uh, happy birthday. And who's your number two?
0: Um, We'll go with Jessie Douglas. Her birthday is coming up. She is kind of doing great things. You ever like look at someone and be like, I knew you before, but now I'm kind of like, wish I knew you better. <laughs> She just was uh, accepted a first Tony Award. She's doing the costumes for Company on Broadway. What? Didn't see that come in when I met her, but I mean, that's awesome. (laughs) And yeah, she's moving on after Company, she's gonna be doing Death of a Salesman. So if you get a chance to go see Death of a Salesman or Company anytime soon, her name will be in your playbill. It's pretty exciting.
1: I couldn't help. I couldn't help but notice that somebody's been collecting playbills while you're away.
0: I went to those two shows.
1: <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, the posters. The posters were picture, the, the pictures were posted later, and I thought some of that was happening while you were gone.
0: No, you know, like we, we like to keep people guessing as to where we are at all times.
1: My second one, I, I am torn. I am torn between two great people, I, and I'm going to give it to uh, Mike Parson, who was most likely with me in the vomit story that I told earlier. <laughs> uh, Master at Arms, the Navy's law enforcement people, and Corman, the Navy's medical people. Habitually, we hang out together. We hang out together so much. That I married one. You know, I married a corpsman while I was a master at arms. And and that's not the first time that's happened. Oh, 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 Mike Parson, it's just the most laid back, casual, just dude, man. He was just a dude. And we hung out a lot together. I love him to death. And he is celebrating his birthday after, uh, you know, he he did the Navy thing. He went on. He did great things while he was in the Navy's. Pretty sure he's now retired from the Navy. Loving life with a beautiful family. And, uh, you know, happy birthday, my friend. Congratulations. Everything you have, you worked for, and you deserve. How about your honorable mentions? Who do you have in your honorable mentions segment?
0: Uh, My best friend's little brother, Patrick McRae, my baby brother number two, basically. Uh, Brandy Sage, Keith Wilkinson Master Chief Misty Flynn Lauren House has a birthday Coming up and good old Dally Delgardo also my best friend's Mom second mom Jeannie McCrae, or Jeannie this sh- Whatever her new husband's last name is That guy she's probably always Going to be Miss McRae to me though is that weird What happens when your friends Parents get divorced But they've always been a person In your head
1: I don't know how to I think it all comes down to the individual. For me, uh, I believe divorce severs all ties. I have no connections with the family that I used to have once I got a divorce. And I hate to think about, you know, if that were to ever happen again, that I would lose the extended family that I have gained through this marriage. But I know me, and and, and if that were to happen, I would kind of cut all ties because that's what divorce does. It severs the link.
0: But I don't even know if I've seen her since they've gotten divorced. So in my head, because I, when I grew up, I called her Miss McRae. She was my best friend's mom. That's what I called her. I don't know her new last name. <laughs> so do I have to call her Jeannie like an adult now? But
1: Well, I mean, you are at a stage in your life where we do just talk to other adults like adults.
0: No, I still call her dad Mr. McRae.
1: I know, I know, but you don't have to anymore. Now you can call him Mr. Jim because you're still polite, but you're you're not on, you're no longer at a point where you're on a last name basis.
0: But like then I'm like really trying to see if I remember what everyone's first name was and they all are all are a last name to me.
1: Yes, so me instead of failing I just don't talk. (laughs) 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 On my honorable mention list, I've got Matt and Alley. And this was a very, very close runner up to my uh, uh, birthday boost, Christy Ramirez who I knew by another name a long time ago. I love this woman to death. We just got recently reconnected. She's now gone on to be great Master Chief Christy, Where When I knew her, she was just a smart-ass, second-class uh, steel worker. <laughs> uh, Patrick Socius, Leticia Barry. A lot of my uh, names that require a rolling of R. Alisa Bermudez. Uh, Dawn Cotton having her birthday. Tamara Conkle's having her birthday. Of course, you mentioned Lauren. But uh, Terrence Popowell, uh one of my favorite chief selects of all time is having his birthday. Joe Allen, not one of my favorite chief selects, but still one of my favorite people. Crystal Hogan, Josh Bromel, I mentioned Roger, uh, and Tim Bray, Sky Ashley, and uh, world-famous comedian Artie Fletcher, who is currently touring with uh, Jimmy J.J. Walker that's a very fun tour. So happy birthday to all of my friends that are having a birthday this week. Happy birthday to all of Christina's friends. If you listen and you enjoy having your little shout out, congratulations. If you don't, well, too tough. Uh, if you if you want to if you want to up your chances of being a future birthday shout out or birthday boost, you need to participate in the show. And if you don't know how to participate in the show, it's very, very easy. You search for us on the Facebook by using the hashtag, the T-Bone and Chick Brew Show. If you put a hashtag in and type all of those words with no spaces, it'll come up a little blue line underneath it. Click on it. It'll take you right to the fan page. You can search for us by saying T-Bone and Chick Brew. Either way, that's where we do, we prefer, ladies and gentlemen... We prefer to do most of our communications, but if you, if you PM me, I'm gonna respond. If you email me, I'm gonna respond. If you talk to me at work, I'm gonna respond. But we prefer to get everybody engaged on the Facebook page because we have funny friends and family and, and fans, and you may say something on there that may start a conversation that everybody gets a piece of enjoyment out of. That's uh that's what we're saying there.
0: <laughs> Show up to our Facebook page.
1: Yeah, it's not like we're saying like, subscribe. By the way, we did have a new subscriber.
0: Oh, welcome.
1: And we don't know when people subscribe. We just I mean, you know, the numbers are the numbers and they are what they are, but this person sent me an email or messaged me and specifically said, just so you know, I like and subscribed. There are so many different ways to sub- to subscribe to a podcast that we wouldn't know. So, Sean, welcome to the fold. It's so good to have you, brother. I uh, I hope we again. The only thing we promise is like one last uh, one laugh an hour. We don't. We we're not ha, chucka-chucka. We don't have the bells and the whistles and a third party that does nothing but laugh at our material. We're just two people. We're talking, we're having a good time, we're expressing our views and going over the news and having birthdays. But you know what it's time for? It's time for news from around the globe.
0: I got it with
1: the... Uh, jingle to be done at a later time uh for those of you who don't know news around the globe uh without a intro is basically where chick brew researches she finds some interesting headlines and then i will mine those headlines for facts for details and for humor here we go it's time for headlines
0: Spain's prime minister suggests ditching neckties to save energy.
1: Wow. Pra- Spain's prime minister suggests ditching neckties to save energy. Or if I may recommend a clip-on. Wait, so I when you say ties, I'm thinking neckties, and I don't know how not using neckties saves energy. I can't I can't even imagine because it takes more cloth to make a longer necktie because animal sacrifice i don't know how do we save the planet by not wearing ties first of all we don't need to make any more ties in in my closet alone i could probably put a tie around the neck of every man in india and india's got a lot of men in it ladies uh don't go there. It's very rapey. Anyway, there's a... We're <laughs> not going
0: to get any sponsors.
1: <laughs> <laughs> not from India. No, we will not be getting those sponsors. Every man I know has a collection of ties. So every man I know, uh, uh, extrapolate that data a little bit to say that every man in America probably owns three th- uh, 10 ties which that's 300 million, there's seven billion people in the population. Extrapolate the math out a little bit further and say the poorer countries only have like one or two. There are already enough ties made for every man on the planet many times over. You wanna save time, energy? Stop making ties altogether. Not stop wearing them. He didn't say stop wearing them. He said stop, no he said stop wearing them, not stop making them, right?
0: stop wearing ties
1: yeah so if i already have a tie to appease this guy i'm not supposed to wear a tie what if i wear the tie around my face like it's a mask does that count does that count spanish representative idiot he was not wearing a mask nor a tie so i feel like i, and I think back to my time in spain you know you didn't see a lot of people wearing ties even the business people usually didn't have a tie on like your hotel staff like some of the finer hotels you stay at they would always be have a tie but they also had really quality suits i mean why why does the hotel guy have such a nice suit on that makes no sense all right that's uh, that's headline number one what's what's our next headline here we go <music>
0: Man transforming into black alien gets shouted at and people run away from him.
1: Probably the most racist thing I've ever heard you say. Why? Why has it got to be a black alien? I I, I, if a man changes into a freaking werewolf, uh, uh, a white alien, I don't care. He's black. No. Well,
0: (laughs) he has uh, tattooed himself. Uh, with some black pigment
1: ladies and gentlemen the headline is misleading uh, the man did not turn himself into an alien the man is a freakazoid who is uh, <laughs> who is chopped off his nose, is tattooed his eyeballs he's he's mentally ill and he's assisted by tattoo artists and, and he's got some piercings so he's got all that going for him yeah, and he's got the implant. I'm so. I feel bad for this person. I really do. I, I'm. I'm not against tattoos. I'm not. A- <laughs> he is. I'm not against tattoos. I'm not against piercings. I'm not even against some modifications. But extreme modifications like that should
0: not be. That.
1: <laughs> should not be legal. <laughs> Yes, if you're going to laugh, take the time to laugh into the freaking microphone. You know how bad I feel? This is a true story. (laughs) You know how bad I feel when you get a good laugh on tape, and then I cut that laugh, and I just use it, like every other place where you're like, (laughs) and I just take the other laugh where you're like, (laughs) and I put that in place so that, you know, I hate doing that. I feel... I feel guilty. I feel like I'm cheating a little bit, but nice. I I know you're laughing. I can see you. I can hear you, but it doesn't show up on the on the recording. So I I fake it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, Let's give you
1: like, a few to sample from. <laughs> More of that. There are you know uh, there is there has been some conversation with Big Baby about uh, possibly doing a sports bit um, where he gives us his entertaining ideas of sports in preparation of Big Baby's debut Big Baby Sports Cradle I think we called it I created a promo spanning the globe to bring you the funny hidden in a variety of sport the thrill of misery and the agony of the tweet the human drama behind athletic competition. This is Big Baby's Sports Cradle. <laughs> you can't go wrong with a baby laughing at the end. That always makes you laugh. Nope. It's so, also
0: just in my head I pictured the like tennis and the shorty shorts.
1: Do you are you do you remember the wide world of sports?
0: I don't.
1: sports. Yeah, it was an ABC television program. It had a very iconic opening where the announcer would say, blah, 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 what I said, but then he would say, and the agony of defeat. And then it would go, bum, 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 bum. And the agony of defeat guy for 20 years was a ski jumper who right at the moment of jumping did not jump, and it was mangled and disastrous, and he basically exploded in the snow. pop bum bum, 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 and the agony of defeat. <laughs> so that's what I tried to recreate when I did that. I think I did. I, I, I had fun making it, so now we just need Big Baby to provide us with a product. And, if, and anybody else who's out there, if you uh, think you're funny or enlightening or entertaining and you want a, your own little sports corner or your own little spot, we're willing to give that to you. We have uh, opportunities for guest rants or anything else like that. All you got to do is hit us up. You can hit us up on the, the Facebook page, preferably on the Facebook page. But of course, you can always individually message us. Uh, this has been a great show. I'm so glad you're out of prison. I had such a good. I'm so happy to see you again. To talk to you again. It's been weeks since I talked to you. It's so much better doing this show with you than it is without you. It is very hard to do all by myself. I'm crazy but I don't know if I'm that crazy. So uh, (laughs) thank you so much. It was good seeing you. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening. And as always, I remind you, uh, be the best person that you can be. And if you were a great person today, be an even better person tomorrow.
0: And don't forget that you are loved. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to T-Bone and Chick Brew. If you enjoyed that show, you should check out the Daryl McLean Show, independent media that won't reinforce tribalism. We have one planet and nobody's leaving, so let's reason together. You can find the Daryl McLean Show at the same place you actually listen to this show. Give it a shot.
1: I am ready for a nap. You
0: deserve a nap.